This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to WHL This Week. Ahead, we'll update the WHL playoffs presented by Nutria. The Winnipeg Ice, first team through to the NHL Cup. We'll hear from Coach James Patrick and Captain Carson Lambos following their series-clinching win in Saskatoon. Meanwhile, Seattle Thunderbirds will take a series lead back home for a Game 5 this weekend. We'll have the latest there. The WHL has announced several year-end award winners. We'll have a look and also hear from WHL Official of the Year, Chris Kreich, as he winds down his long career in the league. First up. The Winnipeg Ice capturing the Eastern Conference Championship presented by Nutrien Wednesday night in Saskatoon. Chase on over the line. Trevor Wong, top of the faceoff circle. Shot on goal, and that's it. Daniel Hauser makes the save at the buzzer. And the Winnipeg Ice have swept the Saskatoon Blades. Winnipeg are Eastern Conference champions. The ice make their way down and they mob goaltender Daniel Hauser. The Winnipeg Ice are moving on to meet the winner of the Kamloops Blazers and the Seattle Thunderbirds and will play for the Ed Chinoth Cup. Brian Munns on the call in the final seconds from Sastel Center in a 3-2 win in Game 4. Ice coach James Patrick postgame saying it's another step. Uh, right now, you know, I feel proud of the group. Um, you know, last year... Uh, we had a good playoff run. We, we didn't get past this this round. From that point on, we talked about what we had to do to be a better playoff team, to play the game the right way, to be stronger. We made a commitment in the offseason and, and during the season. We spent more time in the in the gym. To, could we get stronger as the, the year went on? Because, you know, come playoff time, it's 50-50 uh, it's battles. It's paying the price. It's being heavy on the puck. And I think in, in all those areas, we were better. We were a better team this year than we were last year. And we're a different team, too, but... Uh, Certainly this was, uh, our goal was to, uh, this is part of our goal, put it that way. Patrick says the ice benefited from a Blades team that went through two tough Game 7 series ahead of their matchup. And I, I felt at the start of the series they looked, uh, they looked tired and they, looked, uh, they had some, uh, some beat up bodies and they had some injuries. Ice captain Carson Lambos enjoying the playoff ride so far. Yeah, it's a great accomplishment. I think a lot of guys in our room, and in last season, the way we did, it was pretty disappointing. Left a sour taste for a long time, and to get to where we are right now, it's a, it's a great feeling. But at the same time, we haven't, uh, haven't accomplished our main goal, and we've still got a lot of work to do. Ice forward Briley Wood, he scored the go-ahead goal in the third period. It would stand up as the game winner, and Lambo says it's a credit to the ice's main weapon. I mean, I could speak to the depth of our team for a long time. Uh, we have four lines that can score, that can play against... Um, any of the other teams, four lines, um, which is such a huge advantage for us. Playing on a team like ours with uh, a lot of high-end players, um, guys that might play bigger roles on different teams have to take less, and Bradley's a big example of that. He's a big body, skates really well, you know, plays on our fourth line, but came through tonight, and it's a huge goal, and finishing this thing in four is a big accomplishment for us. Meanwhile, on the Saskatoon Blades side, team captain Aiden Della Gorjandier credited his team's resiliency in the playoffs, coming back from two deficits in round one and three games down in round two. We go to war with each other every single night, and we love doing it. Um, yeah, I was just upstairs, and I was telling Les how, how much I love I love these, these guys in our room. Um, I've been here for 
for five years now, and it's the tightest tightest team I've played for. So, um, and it was pretty special what we what we did coming coming back from down 3-0 there in the Red Deer series. The ice will open the WHL Championship Series this weekend on home ice for games one and two against either the Seattle Thunderbirds or the Kamloops Blazers. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition presented by the Western Hockey League. Meanwhile, in the Western Conference Championship Series presented by Nutrien, the Seattle Thunderbirds will take a 3-1 lead into game five on home ice. Seattle head coach Matt Odette on the first four games. It's as expected. It's a it's a dogfight. You know, there's it's physical. There's a you know battle for every inch of ice out there, and um, you know no surprise in that regard. We knew we knew it was going to be that type of battle, and you know we're right, right in the thick of it. As for what it will take now to close out the series, the competition is at a high level. You know, you you can't win with nothing but your best at this point at this stage of the game. So. Anything less than 60 minutes and 20 guys pulling in the same direction won't get it done. Kamloops Blazers coach GM Sean Clouston ahead of game five of what it'll take to extend the series. A lot of guys engaged, good physicality, good speed, good structure, um, all things that you have to do. You have to do it relentlessly against a, a team as, as you know talented as, uh, as the T-Birds. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. The Western Hockey League has begun the process of its year-end major awards. The Spokane Chiefs organization nabbed the WHL's Business Award. The award is presented annually to the WHL club that best exemplifies giving back to the community and producing an electrifying game day experience for the fans. The Dunk McCallum Memorial Trophy for the WHL's Coach of the Year going to second-year coach Brennan Sawney of the Saskatoon Blades. The Blades finished the season with 101 points. Their playoffs included two come-from-behind series victories. I'm very honored to receive the Dunk McCallum Memorial Trophy. It is truly an organizational award. Starting with the players this season, we've had a group of dedicated teammates, fantastic leadership and a work ethic like you wouldn't believe, um, to management, the whole Priestner family, Colin, uh, Hilty, Dan, this management team does everything they can to help these players and us as a staff. Then I'd just like to thank my wife, who's carrying our unborn daughter, an incredible support system. I would like to thank as well Mitch Love, Jay Verity, Kevin Constantine for teaching me how to be a coach. Congratulations to Brennan Sonny. The Lloyd Saunders Memorial Trophy for the WHL's top executive going to Bill LaForge of the Seattle Thunderbirds. LaForge used draft capital to build a Seattle roster that finished first in the WHL's Western Conference. I'm honored to accept the award as the WHL's executive of the year. This is a team award that I understand is the result of a lot of people's hard work. Owners, Dan, Lindsay LeCelt, Russ Farwell, Colin Campbell, Assistant General Manager, Jared Crooks, our tremendous coaching staff led by Matt Odette and training staff led by Phil Varney. Thank you to all of you for providing me the help I needed over the last five years. I'd also like to thank my family for without them, none of this is possible. The WHL's Humanitarian of the Year, that's the Doug Wickenheiser Memorial Trophy, going to Kamloops Blazer Captain Logan Stankoven. Stankoven was a runner-up for the award last year. 
Over the years, I've had many people go out of their way to help me pursue my dreams in life, so giving back to the community has always been important. To Stu Middleton with Hockey Gives Blood and the RIH Foundation, thank you for helping me raise money for such great causes. Thank you to the city of Kamloops, Blazers fans, and to all those who have donated and supported me through these great initiatives. Lastly, I'd like to thank my family and the Kamloops Blazers organization. Without their support, winning this award wouldn't be possible. A Moose Jaw Warriors forward Braden Yeager is the league's most sportsmanlike player. It's the Brad Horning Memorial Trophy. He accepted the award in a video message. I'd really like to thank the Horning family for their sponsorship of this award. Brad will always be remembered for being an ambassador for the WHL, for sportsmanship and positivity regardless of the circumstances. Congratulations to my fellow nominees for their own successes and commitment to sportsmanship. I need to thank my family for raising me to try to play the right way, to compete my hardest between the whistles, but to make sure that I treat my opponents with respect. I want to express my appreciation for my entire team's support in my attempts to have a positive impact on the outcome of our games while trying to maintain the integrity of our sport. I am honored to be acknowledged for my efforts to contribute to my team's success while playing with discipline and self-control. Thank you. The WHL will continue with the award rollout next week with a top rookie, top defenseman, top goaltender, top scholastic player, and the Four Broncos Memorial Trophy for Player of the Year. You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. WHL official Chris Kreitch is the winner of the Allen Paradise Memorial Trophy as the league's top referee. It's the second straight year for the veteran official. I spoke with Kreitch during the Western Conference Championship Series about the craft, the dedication, and his longevity. Always nice to get an honor like that, I'm sure. Voted amongst general managers in the WHL. Uh, your reaction to it, first of all? Uh, it's an honor. Um, same as it was last year. There's a pretty elite group of guys on that trophy and uh, to do it once is great. This was a nice surprise again uh, and especially at this point in my career. Um, very special and uh, very honoured. Yeah, you're 39 years old, you've been at it now for 17 years, you've worked your way up from a linesman. Uh, I guess I ask you here, I, it's been a, a fun ride here for you and you know sometimes you know you start to think about you know thinking about family and things and, and what lies next here but what lies next for you? Well, thinking about that a lot actually really right now um, this is pretty much it. Um, it's been a good run, especially uh, the last few years, especially this time of year. It's always tough to think about the next step, but it is probably getting to be getting to be time with uh, with the family and job. And we all have jobs, we all have families, so it it starts to pull at you a little bit more. But um, this time of year, this is what you work all year for, from October to. Uh, uh, you know, through the bad weather and the cold nights and walking over here from the hotel and the sunshine. This is what you do it for. Yeah, you mentioned hotel and uh, a lot of people don't know, but you guys are on the road just as much or more than the players and these teams are. I mean, you could be in Seattle one night and up to Prince George the next night with assignments. Uh, it, takes a, it takes a toll. You mentioned being away from the family, but obviously there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into this. Yeah, it takes an army. Uh, it takes a supportive wife at home to look after the kids. It takes a supportive employer. Uh, to support me being away from from work on these days burning some vacation days right now and um, I mean the reason we do it is still the passion and the love for the game that's why you burn a vacation day but um, yeah it, it's the support of Kevin and his team it's the support of your teammates on the ice out there when, when the games are this big as they are this time of year you need everybody pulling in the same direction. 
Now, I know that you know these players and coaches probably have some pregame anxiety and nerves that you've been at this now, 800 games in the regular season, around 100 in the playoffs. But in a game like a, a conference championship, Chris, uh, does it you know still kind of take a little bit to kind of take a deep breath and go out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably a little more preparation, making sure you're ready to go and when, when the crowds are going to be like they are tonight. But, uh, yeah, you still get... 800 games into it, still get the nerves before the game, which I, th I think you should have. Uh, you don't want to go out there being complacent uh, in a game like tonight or in a championship or a Memorial Cup game. And um, every game takes, takes preparation for sure. Now, talking to you in Kamloops here, this is the site of the Memorial Cup presented by Kia. Do you guys know your assignments yet as far as the Memorial Cup? That would be a nice maybe way to go out for you? That would be an absolute cherry on top. Um, you got to make the, the championship series to be in consideration for that and then uh, find out after that championship. So it can be a tight turnaround, especially if the series goes seven. Um, like it did in Prince Albert in 2019. I found out late Monday night and I was gone Wednesday afternoon. So um, it can be, but um, yeah, that'd be a pretty, pretty cool way to go out for sure. There's great camaraderie amongst the officials. In fact, the two linesmen, you couldn't see them, but they were kind of smiling as we were chatting here uh, doing this. I'm sure you heard from a lot of them here today. Yeah, it, uh, the plane landed here today and a lot of messages on the phone. So that was a, that was a nice surprise too. Hopefully it's not a curse uh, getting it on a game day. You never know, but um, yeah, I know it's, it's nice to hear from guys all across the league and that's what I'll miss the most is the, the friendships you make from Manitoba to, to Oregon. You mentioned you hit a milestone this year as well. You received the WHL Milestone Award. Um, you know, you, you wind things down like this. Uh, referees always don't want to be in the spotlight, right? It's, it's best if no one knows who even officiated the game, but yet you're doing an interview with me, so it's probably a little uncomfortable here before a game. Uh, it's, it's okay. I mean, at this point in my career, I feel more comfortable doing it, and uh, it was nice to be honored that way and share that game with my family. Uh, you miss a lot of dinners and events and that over the years, so it was nice to have everybody there, but now it's... Now it's business time here, and uh, you need to be your best every night if you want to move into that into that championship series, which which I'd love to get back to for one more time. Okay. Well, Chris, if it is the end of the line, uh, congratulations on a, a long, lengthy career in the WHL. Seeing you in many media rooms before the games and and that, uh, and always uh, represent the WHL and your officiating crew to a top level here again. Uh, good luck the rest of the way, and hope to see you at the Memorial Cup. Thanks a lot, Keener. I appreciate that. Meanwhile, four WHL officials have been assigned to work the 2023 IIHF World Championships set for Tempere, Finland and Riga, Latvia. Referees Adam Blosky and Mike Blangin, as well as line persons Brett Mackey and Terrington Wyonzik have been selected from the WHL's officiating pool and will don their striped uniforms to represent both Canada and the league in May. The news came after the IIHF released their list of 32 on-ice officials spanning from 13 different countries that will participate in the tournament. This marks the first time each of the four officials have been assigned to the IIHF World Championship. Congratulations. In the corners and around the boards, the WHL This Week Radio Edition. The Western Hockey League announcing the players of the month for April. Kamloops Blazer defenseman Olin Zellweger has been named the McSweeney's WHL Player of the Month after a fantastic month with 21 points to lead all WHL skaters. The Anaheim Ducks prospect tied a WHL playoff single game record for points by a defenseman with seven. The product of Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta recorded eight multi-point games in the month, including the aforementioned seven-point effort in Portland April 
April 20th. A selection of the Anaheim Ducks in the second round of the 2021 NHL Draft. Seattle Thunderbirds goaltender Thomas Millich has been named the goaltender of the month. Millich went 9-0 along with a 1.21 goals against average and a 9.53 save percentage along with one shutout, helping the Thunderbirds start the playoffs presented by Nutrien with 10 consecutive victories. Millich, who led the WHL in goals against average and save percentage during the regular season, continues to sit atop the pack in both statistical categories now in the playoffs. And Regina Pats forward Alexander Suzdalev named the WHL Rookie of the Month. He led all first-year skaters in April with nine points, three goals, and six assists over the six games he played. Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests next week. We'll have the remaining WHL year-end award winners, and we'll preview the Ed Shinout Cup Final set to open up in Winnipeg. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.